This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q2.7, Targeting, Initiating Missionality in Others. In a 2008 book published by the Gallup Corporation called Strength-Based Leadership, inside the front cover, it says that there are three keys to being a more effective leader. The first main point is knowing your strengths and investing in others' strengths. So, did Dredd steal this point since it was published two years before the founding of F3? Nah. Dredd will tell you there's nothing new under the sun. And even that expression has been around for thousands of years. In this topic, Dredd reintroduces the dolphin and the daffodil, which is just his way of discussing a man's strength. It's just different packaging for the same idea. Dredd's first main point is that missionality is an essential virtue. In the Q.3, we learned that missionality is essential to living right because a man's impact is greatest when he is serving in the high impact zone of his D2X, the intersection of his dolphin, the task he was born to do best, and his daffodil, the people group he was born to serve. This is where his forcible contact will be the most effective. Through experience, the high impact man learns that the farther he strays from his D2X, the less impact he has. But living right invokes more than just the high impact man's personal missionality. It also requires him to initiate missionality in the lives of others by helping them unlock the secret that he has already discovered, that the joy of serving others surpasses all human understanding. Second, targeting moves a man beyond himself. Right is the normal and upright position, the way the Creator formed us to live. A man who is living right keeps himself right by helping other men to get right and stay that way. By hauling survivors into his boat, at least for a season, and helping sad clowns flip their boats into the upright position, the high-impact man reinforces the guardrails that protect his own boat from capsizing. The joy of serving by seeking advantage for others bolsters a high-impact man's commitment to consistently and deliberately place himself behind his creator and community, what F3 calls living third. Finally, a targeted man moves in relational rhythm. We usually think of rhythm in relation to musical beat and tempo. Rhythm is critical to music. A guitarist may accurately play each individual note in a song, but without rhythm, it won't sound right. If far enough out of rhythm, it might not even sound like music at all, but rather a discordant jumbling of disconnected sounds. Rhythm is also important to other endeavors. It wasn't until my late 40s that I also recognized the need for rhythm and the integration of my relationships between myself, those in proximity, and God. I learned of relational rhythm in the same way my eyes have been opened to many important pieces of wisdom in my life, through failure. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about targeting. Oh, that was deep water there. Uh, we're and we're back. back. Yeah. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. 
we believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. We're on targeting, which is pretty important stuff. It is. It is uh, the Q2.7 if... You happen to be following along with our idiot numbers. That's right. This is the last, the ultimate. Oh, uh, yes. The ultimate of the... Uh, second quadrant. Yes. The live right. All right. Uh, it's the second one. All right. So uh, the statement is initiating missionality in others. If you recall, the Q2.3 is, is missionality in yourself. Yes. That's staying missional in yourself. Uh, part of living right is initiating it in others. Mm-hmm. And this is the last one. All right. So our three thought-provoking questions, which we call Socratics. Number one, can a man live right without being pointed in any particular direction? And just let the record show Doa just rolled his eyes because <laughs> I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he thinks he can. Number two, is there a peace that surpasses all human understanding? Number three, is there any particular tempo required to live right? Mm-hmm. All right, first spur. Missionality is an essential virtue. And remember, we spoke about essential virtues, yes. these things that are part of a group that mm-hmm. you, know, you just can't. We can all agree are advantageous. And we, will, and and we must agree. Yeah. So we said, for instance, courage mm-hmm. is an essential virtue, where punctuality honesty. depends on the group. I think yeah. we used uh, honesty last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, honesty, yeah. yeah. But, but, but punctuality, honest, not yeah. as much. Punctuality, punctuality yeah. depends which are, right? But so missionality for F3 yes. is an essential virtue. And could be argued for any organization or team or sure. anything. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just... it's just one of those things, right? Yeah. It's, it's service within the, it's within the high-impact zone. Right. Right, so... Uh, we also talked, we went through missionality, um, how frustrating it is for men who have not found yet found their mission. And that goes to the third F of purposefulness. It's very difficult to be purposeful if you don't know what you you're don't know supposed what you're, to be yeah. doing. <laughs> right? And we talked a lot about how you find out and how mm-hmm. great it is when you do find out and how you experiment, all that stuff. So one of the things to do to live right in the second quadrant that one man can do for another is help another man mm-hmm. to become mission, mission out, missional by finding it. And that's why we call it targeting. Uh, and it is within any organization having leaders being missional and this kind of goes to the whole enthusiast thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you take our boy Geppetto. Uh, he has his podcast and he uh, had me and you, me or whatever as a guest. Yeah, I was here, but yeah. And uh, asked me a lot of questions about leadership. They all applied for, mm-hmm. for a mission. His mission is, uh, I think, to combat global climate change or the environment in general. Yeah, in, right. a big, in a big sense, yeah. Knowing full Alternative well, energy sources. Knowing full well that I am not necessarily right. a believer that that is a Long-standing vexing problem. That's a good way to put it. I'm not a, uh, yeah. not, I'm not a believer in that yet, uh, and maybe never. Still, missionality right. is a shared virtue. It's like he could, you know, we agreed about that, right. so we could talk about leadership. His mission might be different than your sure. mission, but certainly both right. are. Yeah, that's have right. Missions. It's still essential virtue. All right, second spur: targeting moves a man beyond himself. See, it's really through targeting, right, mm-hmm. that you really get to that higher level. You know, and that's why the twelfth step of AA, for instance, uh, is that you know you go out and you you having taken on mm-hmm. this way of life, and I don't I can't quote it directly. No, but you know, yeah. then, then you live it out. No, right. I mean, then you you know you're going to proclaim it to others, well, and that's why in AA they have sponsors, right? Right. 
um, I, th- I know for one of the few things I actually know for a fact about your <laughs> belief system is that, uh, that your be- in, in your belief system, mm-hmm. in the Latter-day Saint uh, belief system, missionality is central. Very. And you send uh, men and women, I think, mm-hmm. yep. out on missions, call yep. them missions, two by two, yep. to go and spread uh, your religion, your belief system. Yeah. Um, and that's the ultimate manifestation of what you do. If you read the Christian Bible, or the Bible, right? Uh, there's, <laughs> you know, you have Jesus doing that, right? right. Uh, he right? sends have, the apostles in the world to do that. that that's right. Same right. Same. But, you yeah. know, it, it's just kind of goes with it. If you uh, look at Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy, you know, it's kind of that 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 last step that Maslow added. Apparently, at the end of his life, it's that very highest and most inclusive. This is what he said or holistic level of human consciousness, which is to extend out yeah. from yourself. Yeah, because for those who don't know, the, the hierarchy used to end with self-actualization. Self-actualization, yeah, that's yeah. It. And you became, oh, now I've figured it out, and you know, enlightenment has come, and whatever. And it used to stop there. Right. Uh, and, and later on... And he says, no, nah, you know what? I he says there's it. another level, yeah. right? It's like... Uh, Where you're really so trying to funny. Get to. When I was in college, taking a psychology class, I thought Maslow's hierarchy was a bunch of crap. <laughs> well, that's shocking to hear. But I know, <laughs> but uh, now I really think there's something to it. Yeah, since it agrees yeah. with my theories. So. <laughs> Maslow, it's, wherever you are, brother, good right. job. Kudos yeah. to you for. It's you like know. your parents. You guys got a lot smarter when I got older. That's right. But uh, you know that it's the it's the ultimate yeah. manifestation. But you yeah. know through his thing, if you don't have a full belly and a roof over your head and people that love you. Pretty, pretty tough to focus Sounds on that a lot stuff. like the four quadrants when you get right, right down to it. So anyway, that's that takes you out beyond yourself, yeah. right? And that is a response, that second spur targeting moves a man beyond uh, himself is a response to the second Socratic, which are, is there a piece that surpasses all human understanding? Yeah. yeah, it's when you're caring about other people, man. Yeah, when you have forgotten yourself. When you have forgotten yourself. You know, that's that's that place, that nirvana. You know, how can I feel good about myself? Forget yourself. Yeah. That seems counterintuitive. You're darn right. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> You're darn right. I, you know, uh, all week I've been bugged by this thing that keeps popping in my head, and I'm trying to find it. Somebody must have come up with this, not me, but um, if you if you seek to be impressed by others, mm-hmm. you'll lead a far more joyful, joyful life than you would if you seek to impress others. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that up, right? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I just can't figure out who but made that, that won't up. Won't stop us from stealing it. No. I, yeah. No. I mean, borrow it or whatever. Whatever. But yeah. But I, you know, if it's obvious, I don't want to <laughs> get sued. <laughs> but uh, think about the difference between those two things. You think about okay, here's this guy I really respect, or yeah. this guy who could give me a job, whatever. So I want to impress him. Mm-hmm. I want to impress him, right? Right. So you do all these things, like. To get the guy's attention, and right. to impress him, and think you're a uh, great guy, sure. right? Yeah, so dress you, sharp and that's right. Shake the hand, firm. You, you set that aside, and then you spend all that energy that you spent trying to impress other people, trying to be impressed by them. Which means you're like, oh man, tell me about what you're doing. Tell that's right. really good, right? Holy cow, uh, holy cow, right? So at some point in time, I think I just slid into that because uh-huh. I know I definitely was a guy that always was trying to impress everybody. Oh, and never did. Sure, you know, right. and never did, and then. I, I don't know. I don't. I can't tell you like the day that changed, but I came more likely to try to be impressed by people. It wasn't too long down the pike after that, where the very guys that I was seeking to impress who didn't even know what I exist, so they come up to me and say, "Hey, you, aren't you that? Right. You know, like, like you're saying, trying to do. Yeah, it's like you're yeah. trying to do that. I was like, wait a second, but I'm not trying to impress you. You know what happened? 
I'm always out there being impressed by other people. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's the piece that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. It might be, you know, uh, what Jesus meant kind of when he said those who be first will be last. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all reversed. If you place yourself last, you come out first. Maybe not in gugas or whatever how things are measured, but no, and, no, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about shekels. We're just yeah, saying, right, you know, right, yeah, right. And things know. that matter. That's beyond my level of understanding. It passes, surpasses. It, pass, it passes your understanding. All right, third, third spur. A targeted man moves in relational rhythm. All right, now you look at guys who are 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 targeted, right? Yeah, meaning on target. On target. They they just know what they're after, yeah. right? They look so smooth. I know you're not a golfer, right? But if you play, but golf, I watched a little. You watched us play. <laughs> It was like, you'll be playing with a guy, okay, so I'm swinging as hard as I can, you know, whatever, and I'm playing with a guy who's hardly swinging a club. Yeah. Um, it looks like nothing. I remember I was playing golf with some guys once. I didn't know who the fourth guy was. They brought this guy in the last second. We went to the first tee and couldn't really see, could, like, couldn't really track where the ball was. Like, you know, so it was, yeah. like, for whatever the first tee shot was, you couldn't really see where the ball landed. Anyway, first three guys get up, including me, and we take pretty good, you know, pretty yeah. good rips at the ball. The fourth guy gets up, and he just hardly seems like he's swinging at all. I was like, we get out there, and uh, there's three balls out there, and there's one ball way past the other three, right? <laughs> uh -huh. Sure enough, it was that guy's ball. You're like, huh, that's luck. And it happens, right? I was like, it's yeah. weird. And I, yeah. Actually, he was kind of questioning it. Really? Anyway, by the fourth hole, I said, and the guy was like par and bird and everything. I said, well, what do you, what's your background anyway? He's like, oh, I played, I think he said he played Ohio State. He played college golf, you know. He's, uh -huh. He was just a great golfer. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I didn't know that he he was actually a he was actually a golfer, right? Right, not right. a duffer like a, I was. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the thing that was so obvious about it was how smooth and effortless yeah. the guy was. One thing moved to his, the other. It was his rhythm. Yeah, that was it was so uh, he was so rhythmic that he made perfect contact with the ball at the exact right moment, mm -hmm. and he didn't have to swing hard. It didn't even look like he was. Barely trying. But the ball was just, you know, would just go. Uh, yeah, out of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I th that's, the best, that's the best analogy I can think of it. You know, that the, a guy that's at peace with himself, he knows what he's supposed to be about. Right. Um, and he's just about the business of doing it, is in relational rhythm with his own body, with those around him as concentrica, and with his creator, and he knows that. Yeah. And he's not afraid, right? Yeah. Because I, I'm still kind of afraid. Every once in a while, huh? in fact, I don't think I'm a coward. I've just never been tested. I like to think if I was, I'd pass. That's reasonable. Franklin? That's reasonable. <laughs> yes, sir. You got face radio, man. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass. Look at the tested and think there before the grace go on. Might be a coward. I'm afraid of what I might find out. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. That's the impression that I get.